Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. I am James Williams, um, the co-host here for this show, um, along with my fellow co-host here, Josh Woods is back on the show. It's been at least three weeks, I think, since I've actually like talked to you on the podcast, even though we've had some great combos with Lokenny. But uh, how you doing, man? A lot has gone on in those three weeks. But oh, I mean, you know, some 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 things yeah, have happened. Yeah. Some you know, yeah. no, nothing big, nothing big at all. Um, but, but I'm how, ready ready to talk about it all. Real quick, how how's the season going? How are you guys looking? And um, like, what's what's the latest? Where are you guys at in, in the standings? Uh, another dub so we're sitting at four and one um okay. we're like around the second third in the west it, i don't mm. know for some reason the west division is just taking over in the cfl this year and there's like four dominant teams and then the east is just looking terrible um, <laughs> so we're doing good so far just got to keep it rolling keep the momentum going yeah. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's been a while. So I want definitely want to check in with you on that. And um, yeah, you kind of you kind of mentioned it there. Um, and I know you you've talked about it on um, which podcast was it for the, the Wisconsin? You want to go ahead and do you remember who, who you had that conversation with? The Locked On Badgers podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not listened to that interview yet. And the main reason why is because I I didn't want to like have any sort of like, okay, this is where he's coming from. These are his thoughts. Like, I just, I don't know anything. And I've been saying it on this podcast leading up to it for the last three weeks. I said, I've talked to Josh briefly about it in a text. And he said he was not happy or he wasn't thrilled about the idea of UCLA going to the pack or not to the big 10. Um, is that true? Has your thoughts changed at all now that you've had some time to think about it? Where are you at on UCLA? All of a sudden, making move to the Big Ten conference. I'm, I'm on the fence. I think the thing is, <laughs> I look at it from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like player me, yeah. Um, I, even player me would be like 50 50 of that because I want to play in the biggest games. I want to play on the biggest stages. Mm-hmm. But if half the season I'm traveling two at least two time zones away mm-hmm. all the you know all the travel all the the weather like it's just like a you know it's it's gonna change the dynamic of the season like of yeah. course I want to play at Penn State of course I want to play at Ohio State but like every year it's gonna be you know all the the traveling and all that it's stuff like adds up a grind yeah, on gonna, another it, level that that type of stuff starts to affect a lot of other things like mm-hmm. you know your mental your your body um, like your sleep, um, academics, <laughs> ac- ac- academics. You know what I've heard Think someone, about- I heard someone say, they were like, oh, maybe this will work out 
I don't know. This is probably like some reporter or someone on some show. They're like, oh, maybe it'll work out for the, you know, with the travel and stuff because, uh, you know, everyone's doing Zoom class and stuff. So it'll be fine. I'm like, I don't know about all that. Like, not you anymore. Can't just, I have said, if anything, like, I mean, that, I mean, it's not like Zoom classes were all that easier. Like me personally, I was never a fan of online classes. So yeah, time zones, academics, mental health. So yeah. when whenever we had games, uh, in different times, which are usually our three non-conference, you know, three non-conference, mm-hmm. we might have one game that's that's uh, at least beyond Texas, right? So probably yeah. two hour, two hour uh, mm-hmm. times. Majority of those times, if we played on Saturday, we left on Thursday, yeah, and practiced there Friday. Like we would, you know, would get, go get yeah, walk through, to, yeah. to the time, the weather, you know, that type of stuff. You mm-hmm. can't travel every Thursday. <laughs> For a Saturday right. game, out like the whole year, like I don't know if if you can get away with doing that. That's Thursday's a, a big day for classes at UCLA. Usually, you have classes that are Monday, Wednesday, and classes yeah, yeah. that are Tuesday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday. So I don't think you could miss that. I mean, I don't know funding wise if I mean we're gonna have a lot more money. In the system, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> the funding's no longer an issue. That's see, the whole point. And that's I'm on the other. That's that's where I'm on mm-hmm. the other side of. I didn't want them to have to cut any Olympic sports at UCLA because I think that tradition and culture yeah. is needed and it's such a major part of what makes UCLA is all the different sports and all the different types of athletes and us having the greatest athletes in the world. So mm-hmm. I would not want to cut those different teams, those different experiences from happening at UCLA that we have such great history um, in. So that's where I'm like, dang, we needed this deal for mm-hmm. – the funding for the resources for the platform and you know if we're trying to play in national championships playoffs yeah. big bowl games uh being basketball like you know these uh, you know to have our name have more respect then you know we need to do this because i feel like the pac-12 never got the respect so now having these primetime games daytime games big games games in uh mm-hmm at Penn State, at Michigan, at Ohio State, you know, all these other, you know, things like that. Yeah, you're going to have more games that are going to be more like what the LSU game was like at the Rose Bowl than it was against Hawaii, for example. Maybe, ideally, that's that should that's kind of the goal, maybe, in terms of a yeah. game day standpoint. And that was one of the things I talked about on the Locked On Batters uh, podcast, mm-hmm. or a thing that I'm worried about is I feel like other teams travel and they have their best games in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I think these kids are going to be coming from the snow, coming to L.A. to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to want to put on a show and probably have their best game. And I always felt like that playing when other teams came to the Rose Bowl. It's like, you, you don't totally. play you don't play like this all year. And when you get in the Rose Bowl, you start <laughs> acting totally different. Like, this is not what we saw on tape at all. Like, where is this coming from? Is it, was yeah, it really I remember, like that? I remember – I remember one time we played Oregon State, and now I heard doing all these different types of trick plays and <laughs> all this different. I'm like, bro, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> this so, is not part of the game plan. That's interesting. Okay. It's it's similar to like when teams uh come to play in Staples Center, you know, mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. teams go to Madison Square Garden. Like it's just the energy that you feel when you're in that Rose Bowl. Uh you feel the tradition, you you feel you see the stadium, you you see all the Rose Bowl stuff. And it's, I feel like it inspires mm-hmm. you to take your game to another level because you know so many greats that have, you know, laid it out on this on this grass. And I think that's the other interesting thing, too, because so 
it's not like they're complete strangers, you know, with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten because every year that's what the Rose Bowl is based off of is the winner, the, ideally, you know, based on whatever the playoff or the BCS back in the day used to shake out, the champion for the Big Ten would play the champion for – or the, Pac, the Pac-12 champion would then play in the Rose Bowl. But it was like, what, Ohio State or Michigan every year? So you have a bunch of these other teams who are getting in the Rose Bowl for the first time. So there is going to be some of that excitement, right? It's like, well, damn, we never really got to play in the Rose Bowl. So now's our chance. You're going to get fan bases who've been waiting to come and play, see a game Nebraska, with their team in the Rose Wisconsin. Bowl. Nebraska, mm-hmm. and, and like again, in Ohio State and Michigan and teams Penn State that have been in the Rose Bowl game, they show out. One, because it is. It is the Rose Bowl game and everything that comes with that. But now those schools, those those fan bases know how to get here. They know where to stay. They know what, you know, what fun things to do. So they're going to be down yeah. and they're going to be ready to get out of the snow. You know, you, you, you saw how Ohio State and Michigan play in the snow. Imagine if you get that kind of a um, that's the forecast in Michigan or whatever that week. And they're like, <laughs> Well, we're going to California anyways. Like, you know how many, like the whole thing with the LSU and UCLA game was LSU got out of there a little bit early to come into California, but there was like a hurricane and stuff going on out there. So, and they still oh, showed yeah. out. So you had fans, you had fans and people who were probably like, well, let's get out of the hurricane. Let's go to California for a little bit and just camp out or whatever. I'm sure that wasn't the case for everybody, but like for some, but I'm, you know, I can only imagine if that's the case for a hurricane, a snow is like, mm, yeah, we can get out of the snow for 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 a weekend and go hang out in California. So, I mean, hopefully, though, in a in a in a positive way that generates more money, brings more money again to the program. Again, another resource to bring money. I think when you look at this move, the biggest thing was, yeah, cutting the Olympic sports was considered a, an option. And they, I, get, I don't want to say desperate, but that's where things were. They were in the red just based on how things were. I, I don't I, I think some of it was because of previous coaches they still owe money to and maybe things along that line obviously there was the nike deal and moving on from under armor for example i'm not sure i can't really remember what the the money situation was as a result of that move but yeah there there were some decisions that that obviously left ucla in the red and you know a, a year or two in uh the big 10 we'll, we'll we'll get them back in the green and making more green so um it has its benefits it I'm I'm curious. I, I asked. I forgot who I who I. I actually asked Martin Jarman this because I talked to Martin Jarman about it um, before. But I'll ask you, what do you think this means in terms of like traditions? Because you're giving up so much tradition, which I think maybe you need to to stay out of the red. But you know, and we don't know what how things will shake out down the road and who else will join the Big Ten. But are we going to get a Cal game? Are we going to get a Stanford game going forward? You know, obviously USC, USC is going to be there in the Big Ten, but there's so much other tradition. And again, just with some of the other sports too, right? Like, is it going to be Big Ten legend Bill Walton, Big Ten legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like, how is this going to work? Like, it's just so much tradition that's not getting pushed to the side, but is being moved on from in a way. For that reason, I think at least Cal has to be locked into the schedule the same way that Notre Dame mm-hmm. plays USC every year yeah. I think Cal needs to be locked in Stanford we kind of get away with but like I feel like the Cal you know the big brother little brother mm-hmm. rivalry between the between the two has to keep going and then we keep SC so mm-hmm. at least we you know 
we get the we get the major major one um but yeah everything is shaking up like i was talking about another one like it it oklahoma and texas opened up the multiverse mm-hmm. of college yeah. football of you know like the avengers of mm-hmm. now everybody can cross over like, and try yeah. and do different things you know but did you ever think that USC and UCLA were going to be the next teams to jump? No like, idea. I mean, no, no clue, had, right? No, I don't think anybody saw it coming. That just I I thought that if anything, Pac-12 was going to have an alliance with maybe the Big Ten or or mm-hmm. the you know with another conference. The and ACC, would, I think, maybe was being talked about or something. Yeah. Yeah, where like they all have games, like you know, where we play against each other and kind of form a. Mm-hmm a power league of, of three conferences, but I didn't expect to really just jump ship <laughs> just, like that. But in a way, and again, um, Martin Jarman, I can't remember the quote off the top of my head, but Martin Jarman says something along these lines is this was a move that had to be made to survive. Like facts. And, and two, it's like, it, there's all this talk about mega conferences and super conferences. And it's like, you, if yeah, especially if you have the opportunity, you want to be in the super conference instead of having to ask to be in the super conference. Because, you know, even a team like an Oregon and Utah, those are good teams, you know, quality teams in the Pac 12 at the very least. And at this point, and if they somehow can't get a move in somewhere, they're going to have to ask. Did you ever think Oregon was going to have to ask to be in a superpower, super conference? It may happen. That's kind of where this might be headed. I think Oregon has the power to go independent if they needed to. Mm-hmm. But I you have they... to. But you have to be in a conference because the thing is, even Notre yeah, Dame's to the point where they're being pressed because it's like there's going to be two tracks: superpower conference A, super conference B, and it, that, it might almost be like the NFL where it's NFC. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where it's looking. Where it's just mm-hmm. two big conferences and. If you get left out, you get left out. And and that's why you got to make a move like UCLA and USC did so you don't get left out. Even though it's almost a little – it kind of sucks for UCLA in a way because they're like, oh, they were just tagging along on USC and USC didn't want Oregon in and, and Washington because they recruit SoCal kids. Let's just get UCLA. And obviously Martin Jarman's saying that's not that's not the case, but a lot of people perceive it that way. Nah, they, they were – as as – in a way, we're like fraternal twins. Mm-hmm. Where it's like as a fraternal twin myself, I agree with that statement. <laughs> you know, like they're very different, but like they're a package deal. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't see you know either one of us going without the other. So I don't think it's a whole you know that it's a package deal as far as they're both. We yeah. both bring so much mm-hmm. um, basketball, football, the, just tradition, championships, winning mm-hmm. brand. You know, and UCLA just- and, and USC. And the LA market. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it like that. I just, it was a shock, you know, it's like, still, it's still kind of a shock whoa. to think about, you know, how many but times yeah. I've said Pac-12, Big 10, Big 12, like I, I was confused. I'm still kind of confused. It's I have to like big, slow like, down when it, I talk. I started saying Big 10, like it's just the big conference at this point. Cause mm-hmm. all this, went, but yeah, back to what we were saying, yeah, Oregon has to get out and Stanford has to get out. I think those are the main two and for all their sports, not just football and basketball. But the thing is, is Stanford and, and, uh, and Cal, like some people are talking about like, 
they might just even not have, have sports after a while. It's because crazy Stan- because Stanford, Stanford got close. They they win championships. They have yeah. are, are they? I don't know the the numbers, but they might be. I think they're leading kinda... the. Are they leading the count right now? Because uh, overall, or Stanford wins a lot of championships and and things that we don't have or nobody really mm-hmm. pays attention to. So their numbers are always going up every year. The the thing with Stanford is though, I think they got really close to almost being in the situation UCLA almost got in, where they were like, we're cutting sports, and then yeah. I think the student body or, or the athletes or someone spoke up and said no, and they decided not to. But the fact that that's already kind of been out there or thought of. I mean, who's the same? You have right ti- you have Tiger Woods as an alumni. You better ask for somebody. You you better ask someone for some money or something. But I don't know, man. It, but the thing is, too, aren't isn't like David Shaw? I think a top five paid head coach in college football, let alone just in the conference. I think he's like he's up there. Like I think he's making like maybe not Nick Saban money, but closer to Nick Saban money than most people ever thought. Almost ten million, like upwards of that, probably like something like that. Something where you're like damn sheesh. david shaw makes that like shit yeah for sure like like i think it's deserved i think david shaw's a good coach but it's kind of great like, guy it's great guy he's definitely a great guy um I've, but it, it's i've had my i was saying of coaches that i've met at media day mm-hmm. we'll talk about media day you want to talk about it talk about See, it wait, wait, how, how did you talk about david shaw how Wait, you, you guys are allowed to talk to other coaches at media day? We talk, uh, we meet because you meet everybody. Oh, so and you do group I pictures mean, and, and there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, stuff, I remember right? like the, the top coaches that, that like I remember talking to are like, yeah, like him um, and Coach Sumlin. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. Were the main two where I was like, oh, yeah, they're cool. Everybody else is, I mean, the coaches are kind of stand offish or whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really know there was, some of that, like I know, sometimes on like the Pac-12 network, <laughs> on the Pac-12 network show, they would have it where, like, I think they had like some of the different quarterbacks all together on a panel. But yeah, media day is this week, Josh, and and we'll talk about who's going to be the representing UCLA um, this year in a second. But you you have represented UCLA at a media day. That was my first media day. I believe that was obviously your first media day. I think this was like 2017. 18 or 18 something like something that. like that what what do you remember about it it's is it a long day the thing for you guys is you don't have to travel because it's been in la everyone mm-hmm. else is having to come just two players and a coach um and maybe that it's a better bonding like you get to you know get closer to your coach and whatever other teammate but for you guys you're just driving down the street but what is that day like when you show up in and wherever it's going to be held at and um you just kind of go through with what they have planned for you. What is that schedule like? Do you remember? Exhausting. <laughs> um, the, th- the thing is, like, I watched, like, the older guys go through it. And, like, I was, like, like I, I think I mentioned before, like, even, like, just with media in general. Like, I, I watched the older guys go through it and them be getting picked on to do, you know, all the interviews and all these things. And I think one time I – it was after practice and Jayon Brown had to do something and like we're in camper or like thick of it in the season. And I just remember like looking at him, like looking so drained and I'm like, I'm like, dang, that's the, that's, that's the, the cons of all this, huh? Like mm-hmm. you, you, when you have that type of responsibility, uh, I, it can be a lot. So it was my turn. I was up. 
to do uh media day which i always wanted to do like seeing the older guys do it i was like yeah it's like cool i saw kenny i saw jayon do it like mm-hmm. finally my time um okay wait first do they ask you do you say hey i want to do it like what is like what is the process for like i mean it's only two guys and, and you're the no, only we have no guy. we 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 have no say oh they told you you're um, <laughs> yeah um the chief of staff bryce he i just got a call one day like in my apartment like, oh chip said chip, chip pick you to do a uh, media day and at the time i was coming off of my shoulder staff mm. news i was i i thought they were gonna pick um a darius pickett or or chris that was my mm-hmm. you know Adarius was older than me and then chris had i didn't get a spring ball so he kind of had took in a more leadership role than before so i was i was kind of shocked that i got picked but i was happy it was my turn <laughs> you know but it used to i guess it used to be two days it might have been they, yeah and, and most of the other conferences still do two days i think sec was doing three days actually yeah so they squeezed it down to mm-hmm. really want, like you get there and you have some uh media stuff like some video stuff some training stuff mm-hmm. um and then it's kind of chill and you kind of get to uh like we went to like jimmy kimmel and then we all the oh, wow. all the players like all the players like we went bowling and it was like just the, just the players so it was I like i remember that it was cool to just kick you with everybody and like get to you know people that i've already mm-hmm. already knew and then is there any smack just, talk nah because we all kind of know like y'all know what that. <laughs> yeah like there's no reason to talk about it because we yeah. don't see each other anyways and at mm-hmm. the same time it's still like football camaraderie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where everybody's kind of, you know, all the same. Like, we all playing ball at D1. Like, it's cool. We're here having fun, representing our teams. Yeah, everybody's chilling. So, like, that's cool. And then the actual, like, media day, media day, like, I think we had to be up at, like, 6. And it was nonstop till probably 6. It was probably a 12-hour, like, day of nonstop yeah. going so- from thing to thing. So the Jimmy Kimmel and the bowling, that was a separate day? That was the night before the actual oh. media day. So, so I, like when, when those everybody, guys are coming into town and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody flew in, and me and, me and Theo drove over. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably went, yeah, everybody kind of comes in around, like, afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, that, that night you got, you know, yeah, dinner and do they cool do like stuff. a banquet and like is it like banquet setting and they talk to you guys about anything? We had media trading with like Yogi Roth and the Pac-12 people. Oh, really? Yeah, you mentioned that. I was gonna ask, so what what kind of training? Cause I know like the guys like within your program at UCLA, they're talking to you about certain things or you know, they prepare you and kind of work work through it with you guys. But like, what are you getting from Yogi? What are you getting from like the pack actually like, Adamson, uh, I think at the time I think she's still there, yeah. Uh are they just like talking to you guys about how to like say things or like what it means? Things like that. Like um <clears throat> what are things are you interested in? Um, like things that represent you that you'd want to bring up, how to bring it up, posture, how to yeah, approach the interview, how to go through the interview, gotcha, how to like reset before you go to the next interview, just things like that, and how to just oh, represent yourself and um brand and market yourself to the best that you can with this opportunity that we were given. So 
it's kind of cool. certain certain things i still use i mean and mm-hmm. it's cool it built a bond with, with you know somebody like yogi and mm-hmm. just that advice and seeing seeing how they operate and work you know you really uh appreciate what they do you know all that yeah all that kind of goes into it and stuff and for them too i i think it helps and works as background information for them so when they're going through the season, they can reflect back on some of that or use some of those notes and they're getting to know you guys. Right. And then that way, when they do have you on TV, even the next day, um, you know, they can just do that. But I remember seeing I was going to interview Kyle Phillips. Uh, I think this was like my first year, like 2019, I guess, when mm-hmm. when Theo Howard had just transferred out. So Kyle Phillips was like kind of like going to be the number one guy in a way, even though no one really knew that at the time, I think to some degree, but it was like, he was chatting it up with Yogi and I was like, Oh, are you guys like friends? Or like, how do you guys know each other? But like, well, Yogi also too came. I think he comes once a year to talk to the team. Mm-hmm. I think it goes yeah, to me- all the, I think it goes all the media, stuff, yeah. media training. He does a media mm-hmm. training with the whole team in there. Okay. Interesting. Um, which is usually pretty dope. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And Yogi's a good dude too. I, I've had a chance to talk to him and, pick his brain a little bit about some different things. So he's a good dude um, for sure. But <laughs> you're at the mercy of the media sometimes during that media day and you're, you're sitting in a podium and it's almost like you can't leave. It's almost like you're in timeout in a way. Um, and you just have all these random people. Some people you'll, you have, you'll see familiar faces. You'll see me or you'll see people who cover UCLA, but then you'll get all these other people from you're talking about the main stage one on the main stage. Yeah. And you get oh. all these, you get all these that, teams. Cause we, we were one of the last, cause that's one of the last things that, uh, I think we had to do. Oh, okay. Um, during that. And th- and that's the one where it's like a 30 minute yeah, session like, right. of just everybody just hammering you with questions, just random just people with the like, lights. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what, yeah. what is that? What is that like? Like, how do you, you can't mentally, how do you, pre- how can you even prepare for something? Um, kind of understanding what was going on as far mm-hmm. as it was Chip Kelly's first year. I'm coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Mora's gone. New oh, offense, yeah. new defense. So it was an interesting uh, pack. It was an interesting media day for you guys. Then. Six and seven last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's like after one interview, it felt everything was almost the same. Cause I'm getting the same question. So it yeah. just kind of just came repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you're, you're by, the, by that one, we're pretty tired. I know me and Theo <laughs> yeah. were pretty tired. Cause mm-hmm. I remember, I remember right before that sitting on the couch next me and Theo sitting on the couch next to each other and Chip coming over and being like, like asking us how we're doing. <laughs> and that's after people with the thing people don't realize. And I think I don't even realize is like, you're doing whatever radio shows, whatever podcast may be there. You're doing like the actual Pac-12 network, um, whoever else might be there. Well, and- we're, we're slotted all day from yeah. the different the different videos that we had to do, the different promos. Mm-hmm. So many things we had to uh, the we had to read the teleprompters, like so many of those type of videos. Mm-hmm. We're doing the ones for the Rose Bowl. We're doing the ones for the Pac-12 commercials, like all those different types of things. Mm-hmm. And then we're also doing. Uh, there was a whole nother hall of just radio people and TV yeah. people of like, I'm here for 15 minutes. All right. Next one. And the, yeah, the next one for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and just going all the way around doing radio for other teams, other cities, yep. you know, so like ESPN, all these different types of ones. So yeah, um, every like, ESPN like, city and every, yeah. As I'm saying, like I said, it was, it was about 12 hours from the videos they had put, 
they had they made us they put makeup on us that was kind of annoying oh, really? so i couldn't touch my face <laughs> they had me looking kind of dark and bronze <laughs> Where I, started, you, I was like yeah that does not look like me you're was, like oh man hide these pictures like uh, yeah so i didn't even uh, know they i didn't even realize they would do that but i guess it makes sense in a way yeah but. for for all the you know all the promo type stuff so hmm. you're really just exhausted but i mean at the same time yeah it was cool i mean me and theo were already close so it was like cool mm-hmm. having him to it, always probably- like if i was like yeah, i gotta go find theo like you yeah. know like okay i'm waiting i'm waiting for five minutes let me go find theo see what theo's doing um and also like that was like my the 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 beginning of kind of me and chip's relationship as far as like being mm-hmm. able to talk like us having more conversations right um because it was like select times where it's just me and him you know so it's like i had opportunity to have like bigger talks with with him um uh, and like that i said you, that helps some of the other coaches too. Yeah, yeah yeah just having that level of uh mm-hmm. respect and him getting to know me more me getting to know him more yeah. i always feel like that's very important for a player coach relationship yeah, no, good deal. Um, sorry, I cut you off there, but yeah, it, it's just um, it's a grind, and, and and that's why I wanted to ask you about it because it puts things in perspective. And again, for me as someone who's going to Pac-12 Media Day again um, at the end of this week, um, and I, and we're gonna so <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Should, go ahead. You should ahead. try. Isaac, my advice to you would be try to ask something that other people aren't asking. That's what see. That's what we try to do. That's the thing. Because it. it I feel like people don't. Some people be asking the same no, they don't. thing. Like, yeah. like my, my favorite questions would be like, yeah, random stuff or like people asking me about people that I know that they don't like. I was asking about like, that's about Stephen Carr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like things like, you like know, see, I would know that, but the dude from Washington's not going to know to ask you that. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's the thing. And so that's why I kind of take the responsibility and some of the other UCLA guys do too, or you have some media outlets that are a little bit different in the way they approach things. So though, I, I remember they asked DTR like, what is your favorite class or what class are you taking? Or like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, things like that. What is your favorite subject? So no, I, I totally agree. And I try coming up with some things, but the, here's the thing though. And here's what's I think wacky about the whole thing is they'll have Chip Kelly talking across the other side of the room from where you guys are talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're both in different corners at the same time. So I don't know if someone's asked you a question already because I was at Chip. So by the time I'm done talking to Chip and someone's asked you a question and I go and say, tell me about your, tell me about your injury. I know you're coming back from it. You've already asked, someone's already asked you that three different times. You know what I mean? And so, so yeah, sometimes I'll try to come up with, with or different I'm trying to be nice, but I'm over it. Like you're over good. it. All right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, <laughs> and then that's the problem is like, man, Josh was kind of short with me. I don't know why he was so short with his answers. Like that was never the case with me, but like I can imagine with some, but I, I mean, but, th- but that's why, like, I like having this podcast and talking to you about these different things because it puts things into perspective. Like, well, yeah, yeah. if he's here, he's must be the most media trained guy at UCLA. And he must, have, you know, he must have prepared for this like all week or something. And you're like, no, <laughs> they just picked me and I'm here. Like, yeah. Like that's what people, I think you need to understand when interviews and like, Mm-hmm. if somebody's you know slips up or says something or like seems a certain way you got to understand the context and the background of whatever mm-hmm. maybe this person was going through something and got put on the spot to do it or maybe they're tired or maybe they weren't prepared for it you know the heat yeah. of the moment um so I, that's one of the things like where is a problem i think with a lot of times in like social media and and and, and media in general is just mm-hmm. like 
trying to judge somebody on one instance or whatever like that and yeah and then trying to take it and run with it and take a or take a quote out of context Mm -hmm. or they'll see an interaction you have with the teammate and be like oh they don't get along and then you'll have some people will probably write a whole story about it or something along those lines um but so those who are representing um Pack to, or not the pack who are going to be representing UCLA at Pac-12 Media Day, and this is going to be a fun Media Day, just because the whole USC UCLA thing. But John Gaines on the offensive line is going to represent the offense, and you're going to have Stephen Blaylock representing the defense. Now, I find that interesting. One, I guess it's it's pretty much been a different defensive guy every year, um, including the. Um, but for the offense, the last like two years, and we were talking about this before the show it's been like all DTR and I was definitely expecting it to be DTR again. Um, I don't know how he got out of it or maybe he didn't. They, I, I don't know. Time I mean, knows, yeah, something new, but I don't, it is kind of time for something new. Like I think John Gaines I'm surprised, is pretty good. Yeah. John Gaines is great. I'm It'll surprised it's not Zach Charbonnet. I thought if anything, they were that I thought they were maybe going to skip, like not do the offense defense thing and put Zach Charbonnet and DTR both up there. I don't know why. I just assumed that's what they maybe I've seen that. Do. Yeah. Okay, so with John Gaines, great, great guy, you know, mm-hmm. really smart, um, really supportive, just like, like a great teammate, good leader type mm-hmm. type guy since day one. He's he started kind of in that servant role of like listening to leaders and like mm-hmm. just being a great teammate, right? And then he was able to end up in a leadership role. And um, I know he probably is one of the guys that keeps the shit rolling, mm-hmm. which is okay. good. Definitely interesting, great cook. So Ooh, I didn't know that. Would, there you go. This, John Gaines let me write is this stuff a, down. Let me write this down. Where's my pen? All right. I'm, we had a Thanksgiving meal cooked by Tito and John Gaines. I know and Tito's a Chase, cook. Chase, Chase Griffin helped a little bit, but John Gaines, <laughs> John Gaines is almost on the same level as Tito as chefing. So if you have oh, any questions about okay. surfing, up some questions about food and cooking for sure. Okay. Um, what and did then, he make? What did he make? What do you like? Do you remember specifically what he made or what he was doing? All, it, so many different types, honestly. Okay. Like he would just experiment and make all types of things. Gotcha. He can, you know, but he okay. he got that Milwaukee cooking in him. So okay, good um, stuff. Good soul, soul food vibes. Um, and Stephen Blaylock. The thing is, people don't know how like big of a personality he is because mm-hmm. he's one of those guys where in public he might seem you know locked, like really focused, he's like locked, locked, locked in, quiet. In, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the locker room, when he's comfortable, like Blaze rapping music out loud, G Herbal all really? the time, lots of talking, jokes, laughter, all that. Um, questions for him, big anime guy. Um, hmm. I'm writing all this stuff down. <laughs> and of course, I mean, he comes from the Bosco lineage. So, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's probably always asked about stuff like that. But um, I'm excited for him just to be able to get this experience and this exposure of people getting to see his personality, hopefully, and him being able to brand and market himself, especially as a defensive guy. We always, that's mm-hmm. one of the things we always want is to be able to brand and market ourselves more. Cause I feel like the offense always gets love, you know? And so. it'll be, it'll be interesting for him too, just because like, to me, I'm reading this as he's going to be the defensive captain. Maybe even if he's not the captain, he's going to be like one of the guys. He's, he's the most, term. He he'll, he should be the most experienced player mm-hmm. on that defense. I, I'm pretty sure. That sounds about right. Yeah. From the, from being with since Chip has got here, non-transfer, like since day one. That's true. Mm-hmm. No, that's that sounds about right. And so, again, I kind of wasn't surprised that it was him. But in a way, I guess it still kind of was. And I think, too, with the transfer guys, they're not really going to put him out there yet. Um 
for the media day like, stuff. Only other guys I could think of is like Bo Calver and Mo Osling. I kind of thought it was going to be Bo, to be honest, but Blaylock should be fun. I, I, I'm going to ask him about the anime stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Um, as we kind of wrap things up here, though, I think it's worth mentioning and maybe something I probably should have mentioned over uh, the last podcast or two. And I think, uh, Josh, this is something we'll talk more about in detail and probably be its own episode. Um, there, did you see the stuff about Thomas Cole and him retiring? He had this, the, you know, he opened up about his suicide attempt. Um, do you have just any initial thoughts on that at all before we go home? Um, I'm glad he's still here. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad he was able to keep going. And it's just word to anybody out there struggling and going through anything. Um, always find somebody to talk to, you know, how I take, um, you know, how serious I take the topic mm-hmm. of mental health. So yep. if you need help, get help. Um, and you're blessed. You're still here. You're still alive to keep going. No, no doubt. De- um, definitely. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Um, I'll have some interviews as well. I'll talk to John. I'll talk to Stefan. I'll talk to Chip and we'll try and play some of that here on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.